I want to talk to you today about it's not only marrying the right person, but being the right partner. Amen, somebody. You know, when getting married, it is very important that you marry the right person. If y'all were here Friday night, you heard my wonderful joke that I think is the joke of the, the month. Y'all want to hear my joke? Y'all going to laugh? Don't matter to me if you laugh or not. Y'all didn't pay for this ticket anyway. Man says to his friend, what is the difference between complete and finished? I said, what? He said, brother, what is the difference between complete and finished? I said, it's the, same, it's the same thing. When you complete, you're finished. It's the same thing. There's no difference. The guy said, no, no, no. What is the difference between complete and finished? I said, man, you're not making no sense. It's the same thing. I says, nope. Let me explain it to you. If you marry the right woman, you become complete. But if you marry the wrong woman, you're finished. <laughs> you're finished. That's the difference. Come on, y'all. Come on. Y'all ain't paid for this show. Hallelujah. You marry the wrong person and you finish for real. You see why y'all ain't laughing at my joke? Because y'all like, Pastor Dad, that's not, that's not a joke. That's ministry. <laughs> they right there. I'm finished. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Come on, make some noise if you're finished. <laughs> make some noise if you're completely finished. <laughs> Uh, you know, marrying the right person is important. Amen. Another man, another man was in the graveyard standing over a tomb and he's crying. Tears begun to flow and begun to say, why did you have to die? Why did you have to die? Why did you have to die? Why, why, why did you have to die? Why did you have to die? Why did you have to die? Why, why did you have to die? Another brother walked by and saw the pain that he was in and said, man, what happened? Is this, is this your wife that passed? He goes, no. It's my wife's first husband. Why did you have to die? I am on a roll. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> you don't want to marry the wrong person today. Come on. Make some noise with me. Preach with me today. You don't want to marry the wrong person. And I sympathize with people because the question is, how do you know the right person, right? Because, you know, I think of it like commercials, right? Commercials display the best. Sometimes the commercial is better than the product. And when you're dating, everybody's got the best commercial. But the problem is when you get married, you get the actual product. So, somebody, somebody in that section said a wrong product. And unlike, 
products that you buy, there is no return. That product will look you in the face, you, I'm here now. You, you, you know, that's the problem with commercials. They display the best of a product, but what we fail to do is examine the product before you buy it. Don't fall for how beautiful it looks. You still want to do your homework. That's why you want to run a credit check before you get married. As much as it is important to find the right person, what we don't talk about at all is being the right partner. Come on, talk to me in this place. You know why? Because human beings are so selfish and we think it's all about us and everything is about us that we don't think we ever need fixing. If everybody gets married and everybody needs help in marriage, somebody's the problem. And I think about this in terms of a job. I think about sometimes I hear people say, Pastor, you know, people come to me and say, Pastor, I'm struggling, man. I, you know, I said, whoa, 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 what were you looking for in a job? They said, Pastor, I'm looking for some type of job with health benefits. I mean, I need a job that's going to have benefits like that and incentives. I need a job with paid vacations. I, I need that. I need to know that when I am actually leaving to go to a beach, they are also giving me a check. Come on. Hallelujah. I need a job that is patient with me. That sometimes I'm going to need a day off. I'm going to need some me time. Come on, somebody. I need a job that pays good. Hallelujah. I need nothing less than eight figures. Oh, let's, oh, let's go. Where are we working at? <laughs> I, I, need, I need a job with all of this type of stuff. I need a job like that, 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 you know, oh man. I show up when I want. Now you're going too far. You're going too far. You're going too far now. You, you're going too far, Pastor. You, 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 that's a dream. Hallelujah. That's not. That, <laughs> I need. I need, I need a job with all of these types of incentives. Every six months, the, the raise go up bigger. I don't need no 25 cent raise. I need to see $20 an hour raise. No, come on, y'all, we dreaming. What y'all want? Come on, people. Come on, let's, let's go down to City Hall right now. And those type of jobs probably do exist. But here's the problem. You go and somebody says, they give you all of that. And then they say to you, send us your resume. <laughs> Y'all know what a resume is? <laughs> I'm like, what's a resume? Is that where you press play on Netflix because you, you got distracted? No. <laughs> I don't know what is happening to me today. It's a resume. And the reason they're asking you for a resume is because you want an awful lot. But we want to know. Is if all this demands that you have. Are you the right person? Because the job knows 
that as much as we are bringing to the table, if we bring this much to the table and offer it to the wrong person, it could all be ruined. And many people want a lot. I mean, many people want, you hear people talk, what do you want in a spouse? I want a spouse with a six pack. You know, people got demands. I, I want somebody who, uh, I wrote some of them down. I, wrote some. I did, I did, I did, I did. Some of the stuff I heard people ask for. Amen. They say, I want, I want somebody who's great looking. Come on. That's important. I'm just, I'm just telling y'all there's some type of importance there. And listen, when I say that, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Everybody don't like the same thing. Some people, I look, I look. <laughs> you got to have some ambiance for the beyonce, where brother Sam, where brother Sam, you got it right, you got to have some ambiance for the beyonce, I have no idea what that means, I just know that was advice given to somebody. <laughs> This, 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 this is what some people say. They want somebody who look good. My question to you is, are you taking care of yourself and looking just as good? I want a great communicator. Someone who just could articulate how they feel when they're feeling what they feel. Their emotions don't take control of them. Because I've met people like that who are just emotional. I want a great articulator. Are you one? Amen. Y'all hearing me? Look, 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 look. People say things like, I want a great financial leader. <laughs> I, I want to marry Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and he must, listen, he must, she must, or he must look awesome, be able to communicate like he's always on a TED talk, with the ability to handle finances like Dave Ramsey and lead me like T.D. Jakes spiritually. <laughs> y'all want it all. Like, that's a kind of just, see y'all. Y'all want a spiritual leader that when you are down in your spirit, he just walks in the room. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Your whole world changed. You going through problems, you got to, you know what I'm talking about? Or maybe Joel Osteen's like, today's good. Don't play that tape over and over in your mind. Come on, girl. Life is better. Hallelujah. Let's close in prayer. Great, you know. Anybody know John Piper? Yeah. No, y'all don't. Y'all want a spiritual leader? Like, no. If y'all know Osteen, most likely you don't know Piper. They don't hang out in the same club. Maybe for those of you who want Piper, you want spiritually. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. We're broke. We're in a terrible situation. But this is so that God 
they get glory. We must die for the sake of the gospel. Now let's go have an hamburger. You know, people, people want all these things from, I don't know what is happening here. Second service is not gonna go like this. I'm gonna fix the, I apologize. <laughs> you want someone who's caring? <laughs> someone who knows, just knows me for me. And when I am wrong, they forgive and restore me. They, amen, hallelujah. Someone who's just patient with me. Someone who never re remember the wrongs that I do. I mean, someone who's got my back. Someone who I can call on. And someone who sees the best in me. You want to marry Jesus. That's who you want to marry. Have you ever heard anybody say this is what they're looking for? Where y'all went? Hallelujah. Where y'all went? <laughs> this is what we all want. I, I remember when I first married Sherry, you know. I, I had to tell her, you are, you are killing me. Hallelujah. Because I, I had the spirit of parking ticket on me. The devil would attack me with a parking ticket every week. You know there's some demons that work in the parking department. <laughs> they just... <laughs> Hallelujah. It's a joke, guys. It's a, some of y'all like, you offend the parking department. That's the problem with America. Everything is an offense. I want to tell somebody, get over yourself. <laughs> and the parking ticket, too. Amen. <laughs> but, but, but I used to get all these parking tickets, and when I would come home, I'd say, sure, I got another one. I wasn't out there looking for illegal spots. I wasn't trying to live foul in the parking streets. And Sherry one day said to me, she said, I can't, I, I just can't do this. You just seem to uh, have a parking spirit that need, you need to go get deliverance. And she came down hard on me, and I was like, yo, I'm not doing this on purpose. I want somebody who see the best in me. And when I'm down, be patient with me and pray with me and hold my hands and say, we shall find a parking spot together. But no, she said, I just... So I said, all right, I'm going to get better. Change going to come. I was born by the river. Years later. <laughs> Guess who started getting parking tickets? God has a way when your enemies speak against you. <laughs> she started getting a lot of parking tickets. But you know men can't do to women what is just, it's like you be running up in there like you got a parking and I'm like, but I'm your boo. They rub your face and you like, all right, girl, it's only $60. Amen, hallelujah.
let me, let, let, let me, let me show you. The problem is this. The problem in many marriages that is that you're failing because you didn't marry a science project. You didn't marry a project. Most people are busy caught up in trying to fix the other person. When really they should be both busy with fixing themselves. If you are occupied with fixing you, both of you will benefit from it. But most people spend time trying to fix each other. Let me tell you something. If you're single, work. Listen, this is what the Bible says. A very famous scripture. But we overlook the, the, the revelation in it. Look, look at what the Bible says here, right? The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, you've heard it before. It says that in Proverbs 18.22, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing and receives favor from the Lord. Hallelujah. The man that is finding the wife, she is already what? She's not a... It didn't say the man who finds a girl or the man who finds somebody trying to be a wife. It says she's already... It's labeling her. In other words, she's the quality already. Do you follow that? In another version, it doesn't excuse the man. It says this, that when a man, not a boy, not somebody who's trying to be a man. And so those are two complete people. The problem is the culture tells you that marriage, you get married because when you get married, you complete each other. Nobody is going to... If, you're not born half. <laughs> you, you, you're born a whole person. And you don't bring 50% of you to the table hoping that person bring 50 y'all make 100. You bring 100% of you to that table. If you are messed up and they are messed up and y'all both come to the table, that's a science project getting ready to happen. In other words... Spend time working on you. If you are married already, from this day forward, stop trying to fix your spouse and work on you. Anybody say nothing to me? Work on you. Let me show you this. You say, Pastor, do you have anything that kind of brings that out? I want to go to the book of Genesis. In the book of Genesis... Chapter 2, verse number 5. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. No shrub had yet appeared on the earth and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth and there was no one to work the ground. Now I understand that in order for the ground to produce, it needs water. But why does it need a man? A man is not necessary for plants to grow. Well, once again, Genesis 2 is not talking about just plants coming up on the earth wildly. It's talking about a garden. So the need for the man 
was that God was getting ready to put him in a garden. And when he causes the rain to fall, the system is already set up for the garden to produce. But he needs a man who is qualified to cultivate the fruits, the vegetables, and everything else in the garden. So he doesn't only need to send rain, but he needs a man of quality to handle what the garden is going to produce. Do you see that? Even God never puts unqualified people. I know, I know, we've been told God qualifies the called. It's true. But he doesn't keep you uneducated. He doesn't keep you non-skilled. God has a process of training you to make you qualify. So what are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that God has everything that you would ever desire. The problem is the reason you never receive everything you desire is because God is working on you to be able to handle what, he, what you're asking him for. Oftentimes, what you are asking God for, you can't receive, not because God ain't good, it's because he's good. It's because you can't handle it. Remember the, the movie? You can't handle the truth. You can't handle the blessings if God send it to you. You can't handle a wife if God, you can't handle relation. You can't handle what you're asking for. If you're going to ask for something, make sure that you are in a place to be able to handle it. But that ain't all. Go on. Look, look. Streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface on the ground. Go on. Then the Lord God did what? So the waters are coming up. Vegetation is now growing. And God says, we need a man to cultivate it. And God begins to form a man from the dust. And he breathed his breath into his nostrils. Amen. The breath of life. And man became a living soul. So man, in a sense, God came down, formed him. And God, who is sovereign and rules, put a little bit of him inside man. Because now man has something to rule over. So man, you see, most people preach this and they say, the only reason we work is because we curse. No. Man was always meant to have a job. Come on, tell your neighbor the book a job is a good book. What happened when the curse came, they came, the, the Bible says that now when you till the ground, thorns and thistles it shall produce. So in other words, what should be easy is now difficult because of the curse. But man was always meant to have a job. I ain't say nothing to me in this place. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you, you, you know, I, I want to talk there because, because be, before you go looking for a wife, you need to be a man. You, you, you need to, first of all, know why God, you see, man wasn't born without purpose. He wasn't just born to, to, to just exist. God says, I'm creating this thing and I'm going to create this place to give this man rulership over. With every ability in him, and man now has a purpose. Most people get married to people who ain't got no purpose. 
Most women do this. I'm telling y'all, I've met enough women to say, stop marrying science projects. Women love projects. If you sit next to a lady, say, why y'all like projects so much? Women will all say, but he needs me. He, he, he tells me how much, you don't understand, his family gave up on him. I'm like the only thing he got. I don't understand. Y'all ever hear women say that? Women are always, but I, Pastor, I can't leave him. He's the only thing I got. Pastor, you don't know how much he changed since he's been with me. He used to smoke only crack. Now he's down the weed. I did that. Women feel, you, you, you understand? Because, because it is in your nature to help, but you helping the wrong thing. You, he supposed to be going someplace and you join him. Hey, hallelujah. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Go on. Now the Lord God had planted the garden in the east, and there he put, y'all see it? The garden, water came up, garden is planted, then he made the man separate, a complete man, not a half man, not a quarter man, not a quarter and half man, a man, a man. full man, man with sense. Come on, somebody. Come on, ladies. Man looking like... There we have it, folks. Adam Israel. You can interchange the name from now on in the church. You can say, hey, Adam, or Ruel, whichever works for you. That would make you... <laughs> See, you come to church and you meet Adam and Eve. You don't even have... I can introduce I don't have that much time. He made up a man, a man. And look, look, now the Lord got planted. And then, then, so, we staying on point, staying on the point, you're going to demand a lot, you must qualify for what you're asking God for. God gave the instruction, Eve wasn't here yet. He said, that you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And when you eat from it, you will certainly die. See when a man brings certain stuff in his house? He poison his house, man. Men got to guard their house. Men got to... Y'all hearing me? Y'all hearing me? Good. D jump, jump to... Uh, let's go on. Go on. Go to 18. Then the Lord said, it is not good. For man to be alone. You know, y'all want to get deep? When I first saw this, I said, God, I got a problem with you. If you promise that in you I'm complete, how could a man be alone? You tell me, because single people should have a big problem with that. If I'm single and it's not good for me to be alone, then, then, but you see, here was my problem. I confused two things in here. I confused the word alone with lonely. Alone, break it down. I told y'all I'm a rapper. means all one. It doesn't mean lonely. How many of you know you could be in a room full of people and be lonely? But you could be all one and be turned up. <laughs> come on, talk to me in here. Y'all don't believe me? Y'all got to come to my house and see Silas. 
Silas be turned up by himself. Hallelujah. You could be in a marriage and be lonely. And you could be single and be fine. And so here's the other mistake I made. I said it's not good. And I looked at the word good and I, I judged that word based on a human perspective. I said it's not good because a man need a shorty. And so God kind of knew that. And so God said, I'm going to hook you up. No. Good is not based on man. Good is not based on my desires. Good is not based on my plan. Where in so far you read in the beginning, this was Adam's plan. All of a sudden we empower Adam here that it's not good for him. He took power because we misused that verse. God is the one. God says, day one, and even in the morning came and it was good. 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 And then when he got down here, now it's good because Adam shows up. And that's the problem with humanity. Humanity wants to take what's good and bad and define it to him. But we don't get to define good or bad. He says whether something is good or bad. And so if God is saying it's not good, then why is it not good from heaven's perspective? Here's why. Because man by himself cannot be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And God wanted to bring... Oh, there's, there's so much I could unpack here. God wanted to bring Jesus. God wanted to bring marriage. God wanted to bring family. God wanted to bring children. God wanted to reproduce it all over the earth. God wanted a creation that would worship him. And man by himself cannot do that. And this is why when you change the definition of marriage and you stop children from coming from marriage, you directly go against why it was not good. So the man gave names to all the livestock, all the birds, all the wild animals, but Adam, no suitable helper was found. And look at this. Then God, the Lord caused the man to do what? The man had no say in the type of woman that was about to be created. God had to, because you know the man, he would have been like, I need this, Lord. <laughs> And God, I'm a need. God knows what you need better than you do. And so God put him, God gave him a NyQuil. Pow. My man is light. And he goes into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs. He took a rib. He took something from you and created See, she left as a rib, but she came back. Come on, women. Y'all know what y'all come back as. Confusing us. Oh, my gosh. Never. <laughs> Life was good until Sister Sherry walked in. I got confused in all types of ways. Let me tell y'all, when I met Sherry, this is why I could never finish a sermon. Because Sherry. I met Sherry. Sherry walked into your college. I mean, we were going to a prestigious school. And I was watching Jerry Springer in the student lounge. Sherry walked in. Moving like a woman. Hallelujah. But I was looking for her spirit. I was trying to feel if there was an anointing there. I was not looking. 
Sherry called me over and I said, oh, snap. I just want to ask you something. I said, go ahead. And she said, we will never tell what you asked. And I walked over and I said, I was messed up. And then, as the Lord would have it, about a week later, I'm over there playing the drums. Lord, you are good in your mercy. Endure it. Women mess men up, y'all. Uh, y'all ain't say nothing to me. I don't know what that got to do with this. The Lord caused man to fall into a deep sleep. And while he was sleeping, she left as a rib, but she's coming back a woman. Do you follow that? And closed up the place with the flesh. Go on. Then the Lord God made woman from the rib he had taken out of man, and he brought her to man. Two things I want you to see. Adam's first relationship was with God. Adam's asleep. He makes Eve. Eve's first relationship is with God. God is not bringing her to complete him or him to complete her. They're completed already. And then God brings two completed people with a God-assigned destiny for them to do. The whole map. Anyway, the point I'm trying to get you to see here today is that before you make high demands, work on you. Work on you. I close with this story. I'm closing now. Is that all right? Good. Me and my wife were getting ready to move out the house. And I wanted to sell my house because I was going to take this money and buy me an, uh, another house. So I wanted the most money I could get from my house. So I looked around my house said, we got some work to do in here because we're going to sell this. You know, when you're getting ready to move out your house, you fix your house up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? So I'm looking around the house, and I'm like, man, I, I, I could do some work in here, but I need me a painter who could come in here and just, like, make, just, like, you know, this, when, when a professional painter and somebody who could handle the, the craftsmanship work on it, it looked different from when, when you do it. Well, you know, when you come to your house and you, like, look at my house, and people are like, wow, yeah, I did the work. And they had, they're like, yeah, we know. <laughs> They just won't tell you. But when somebody do it, they walk in and before you even say, you're like, yo. Nah. Hmm. I'm talking about. And so I wanted somebody to come and hook the house up. Well, I got put on to somebody that I met that said, I could paint. <laughs> I'm looking at two people because they know the story. And man, the, the, the brother talked me into it, man. I mean, the brother was like, he was like, you need a picture? <laughs> Boy, you better ask about me. When I paint, Bob Ross can't touch my painting. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, 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 I'm like, bet. And he was in a situation where he was trying to make some money, and I was trying to pay. And so he was applying for something that was going to benefit him. And I thought, 
that what he was going to bring to the table was going, I was going to help him and we were going to help you. He was going to help me and together we would get an assignment done. So I went, woke up early that morning, driving Savannah to school. Savannah go to school in Texas. I'm driving all the way to Texas, <laughs> trying to make it back home. And I'm excited. Guy shows up early. I mean, early. Sherry's like, the painter is here. I'm like, give him the paint. He a painter. I come back in the house about an hour later. There's, I didn't ask him to paint the floor. I did not ask, I did not ask this man to touch my floor. I did not. I had paint. I just, and I just went to my wife and I said, he came through sources of yours. I'm going to expect you to get rid of him right now. She's like, well, can he fit? He can't fit. He can, he, he's, he is completely finished. He is, as of right now, his job is done. Ask him if he got another skill and verify it. Give him something else to do. Make, let him sweep the street or something, but stop painting right now. And then it became hard to get rid of him because he's working and we've got relationship. It was a great conversation before. And we got into something that I never see if he was qualified for. And I ended up getting the raw end of the bargain. And that's a beautiful story because all of us are going to walk away and say, yeah, pastor, I know what it feels like to get the raw end of the bargain. But let me ask you something. Are you sure you're not the raw end of the bargain? And people got to put up with you? Thank you for watching once again. We pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of